Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Kevin sent me an article, so Steve, check this out. Microsoft got in a bit of trouble uh, with how they pled something. And, and pleadings by themselves very rarely pop up in the news. But when someone files a lawsuit against you and you file an answer in response, some states will say that you must plead your affirmative defenses immediately to let the other side know what you might be arguing at trial. Some defenses, if not raised immediately, are waived. Therefore, many people, as an knee-jerk response, will raise every single one they have to and then figure, well, we'll drop some of these later on down the road because if they don't fit, we'll drop them. But as of right now, if we don't raise them, we lose them. So there's a certain logic to that. But of course, the affirmative defenses that you raise, uh, many of them will not apply to your case, and some of them will even appear to contradict each other. And that's one of the things I taught trial practice, and one of the things I'd explain to people in trial practice is that um, when you raise a series of defenses that appear to be contradictory, and I'll get to you that in a second, uh, you can do that with a court, you can do that with a judge, uh, but if you do that with a jury, juries don't like that. Because if you tell a jury, my guy was not there, so he could not have done this. But if he was there, it was self-defense. People in the jury would be going, oh, he did it. <laughs> uh, you, you, you don't do that because people understand that that's a nonsensical set of arguments to make at the same time. So there's an old joke that goes back probably about 500 years about a man who borrowed a tool from his neighbor. And his neighbor sues him and says, when he returned the tool to me, it was broken. So he sues the man in court. The man files an answer, a response. And he says, number one, I returned the tool to him and it was not broken. Number two, it was broken when he lent it to me. Number three, he never lent me a tool. And you, you get the joke, right? So those are all valid arguments. Depends on which one is true. But to raise all three of them would indicate that you're not even really sure what happened. So Microsoft now is admitting that in their pleadings, they should not have argued that the Federal Trade Commission is unconstitutional. They apparently pled that the FTC is unconstitutional. And they've changed their minds on that. And apparently they've dropped that as a defense. Kevin Purdy wrote this for Ars Technica. But Microsoft has amended its response to the Federal Trade Commission's lawsuit, which is trying to stop their purchase of Activision Blizzard. That's going to be a $69 billion purchase if it goes through. And initially, they had said that in response to the Federal Trade Commission stepping in, that the FTC is unconstitutional by nature and was denying the company its Fifth Amendment rights. Now, the public affairs spokesperson from Microsoft told Axios, that the company put all potential arguments on the table internally and should have dropped these defenses before we filed. The FTC has an important mission to protect competition and consumers. We quickly updated our response to omit the language, suggesting otherwise based on the Constitution. So <laughs> he's saying that we discussed it internally, shouldn't have gotten out there, but you never know. Microsoft's original FTC response stated that proceedings against Microsoft were invalid because the structure of the commission as an independent agency that wields significant executive power and the associated constraints on removal of the commissioners and other commissioner officials 
violates Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution and the separation of powers. Another point claimed that the use of an administrative law judge rather than a typical judge of a lifetime appointment was a violation of Article 3. So for those of you who don't know, it might be good for a refresher. Article 1 of the Constitution describes Congress. Article 2 describes the presidency. Article 3 describes the federal court system, often referred to as Article 3 courts. Building on those claims, Microsoft had also claimed that the FTC's procedures, the nature of its administrative proceedings, and the commission having purportedly prejudged the merits of its case, Microsoft's rights to due process under the Fifth Amendment were violated. Microsoft's amended response removes the constitutional arguments. It sticks to the software giant's broader claims that acquiring Activision would not lock down gaming subscription services or cloud gaming services, that it has made offers to license games like Call of Duty to Nintendo, Valve, and other platforms, and that the FTC's claims are too speculative and not actionable. Activision, which made identical arguments about its constitutional rights under the FTC, uh, will also drop that aspect, according to Axios. So they thought, well, it's good for them. Oh, it's not good for them? Okay, we're, we're cool. We'll drop that. Companies' pushback against the authority comes as the U.S. Supreme Court considers cases that could give companies more power to pursue constitutional defenses against regulatory agencies. Axon Enterprise versus Federal Trade Commission involves a body camera company that had its acquisition of a competitor investigated by the FTC. Axon filed for an injunction and claimed the FTC and its adjudication process were unconstitutional. Arguments echoed in part in Microsoft's original response. So there's another company making this exact same argument. So... For all we know, they could win at the Supreme Court, and Microsoft could renew these arguments, but that's a different story. Microsoft, as a company deeply familiar with the FTC's scope and procedures, <laughs> has more broadly sought to position itself as more of a scrappy underdog in certain game markets than an anti-competitive force. In the Wall Street Journal, Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith described his company as third place in the console market a barely relevant player in mobile gaming, and simply the first major company to innovate around monthly game subscriptions. Microsoft and Activision Blizzard faced numerous other claims of unfair practices. Call of Duty gamers sued Microsoft in late December, claiming its acquisition would allow it to foreclose rivals, limit output, reduce consumer choice, raise prices, and further inhibit competition. The European Commission is investigating the deal also, and the UK's Competition and Markets Authority has opened a Phase 2 investigation. A Phase 2 investigation. I have no idea what that means. I assume that means that they've escalated it from a Phase 1, but that could be not correct on my part. But, you know, the Federal Trade Commission and the federal government, for many, many years, as you probably know, has stepped in and either prevented monopolies from getting larger or even broken up monopolies. So at one point in time, Standard Oil was considered so big that they controlled the marketplace and the government stepped in and broke them up. Uh, the phone company, at one point in time, and, and again, I know, <laughs> whenever we talk about phones, it seems to me that's one of the things that really divides us generationally. Okay, I grew up at a time where there was a phone on the wall in the kitchen of my house. And if I wanted to go make a phone call, I'd go into the kitchen to make a phone call. The phone rang, you'd run to the kitchen, pick it up, and talk on the phone. But there was also a time where if you wanted to make like a long-distance phone call, you wanted to call California, it was expensive. And 
a lot of the problems with the phone company back then were simply that there was one phone company. And if you wanted to make phone calls, you had to work with them. So they set prices. And, and again, there are other monopolies out there still to this day, uh, either complete monopolies or partial monopolies. Things like the power companies uh, often have monopolies, meaning that there will be a portion of the state where there's only one power company. You want power? Work with them. There's some places where there's two that kind of compete with each other. But, but they'll say, but we have to do that because the infrastructure gets put in. Someone's got to put it in. If we put it in, do we have to let other people use it? You know, but that's what the phone company argued back in the day. And I remember when the phone companies got busted up, people go, what's going to happen now? Is our service going to get worse? No. Prices are going to drop dramatically and the service will get better. And so when they busted up the phone companies and the long distance became a, a free-for-all, uh, it wound up bringing prices way, way down. Of course, it brought us carrot top commercials, but that's something that was an unintended consequence for which we don't know who to blame. But if we could find out, don't get me going on that. <laughs> but the point is that monopolies, in theory, in theory, can do bad things. The question is, what is a monopoly? And at what point is a monopoly a problem versus at what point is it just good business? And business people will tell you that there is no bright line on that. Now, the courts have tried to develop guidelines and say, well, this is what happens when you have a monopoly. This is how you identify a monopoly. But the real question is, it comes down to, well, we know it and we see it, which means that no. And so if you are in business and you've got a competitor, uh, yeah, it'll behoove you if you can buy them out, swallow them up, and, 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 and move on. But then does that hurt the consumers? And an argument can be made, well, no, now that we've got, you know, this rivalry taken care of, we can focus on providing better service. That's when we always hear, you know. So I don't know enough about these two companies with respect to what they provide in the field of gaming. Because I'll tell you, I'm not a big gamer, okay? But it's Microsoft wanting to acquire Activision Blizzard. It's a $69 billion purchase. So that's got to be a decent-sized company with some value. But again, I don't know if that'll actually create a monopoly or not. But the FTC has stepped in and said, well, we think it will. And they're going to litigate this. And you litigate that in court. But Microsoft at one point said, well, that litigation would be unconstitutional. <laughs> so they've dropped that. And I suspect they dropped that because of a backlash from people saying, what? <laughs> FTC's been around for a while. So I think that they've been tested. But then again, right now, Axon Enterprise versus FTC, the Supreme Court might take another whack at that. So we'll see. But that's the story from Ars Technica. Kevin Purdy wrote it. And a guy named Kevin sent it to me. Thanks a lot, my friend Kevin. Uh, questions or comments? Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. We're talking away. I don't know what to say. I'll say it anyway.